Don't even get me started. It's a conversation for another day. Don't even get Stay me started. Stay tuned. <laughs> parks. One of the best wooden roller coasters in the world, Garrett. Oh, wait. The world. Waldemir is just like straight up bootleg Kenny. The ravine flyer at Waldemir. Uh-huh. Yep. You'll know you'll love it here. In Waldemir. Hello and welcome back to Where's the News? We've traveled far and wide from Erie, Pennsylvania to Freedom, PA and back to Moon Township after being stripped from the radio room by the menace that is COVID-19. Well, we have good news. We're back. That was horrible. I don't like that at all. I thought that was pretty good. Yeah, Garrett, what's wrong with you, dude? That was like that was right off the cuff. That was beautiful. That was the most. Po- Before we started the episode, Garrett told me that he didn't think I could just spit the intro off without writing it down. Oh no, I'm more angry about the pun. Dude, the pun made it. No, it didn't. That's the charm that people want. There Garrett. was a pun in there. Yeah. Oh. Nick wasn't paying attention. <laughs> no, I I wasn't. I was just listening to the words. I didn't notice any puns. Interesting. I said we had. I'm not going to explain it again. Oh. <laughs> it's not meant for. It's meant for the the quick witted out there. So clearly not John. Ha ha. Anyways, uh, it's good to be back, John. I agree. It feels good to be back in the room. Uh, our room looks a little different right now. Uh, there are currently pieces of plastic separating us from each other. I don't know if you can hear Garrett knocking on the one in between us. Nick feels like a mile away. It's what it is. This kitchen's not the same without you. That's the dude from the Freedom Card office. I know. The whole closet. Yeah, the closet. As we uh, we got some masks on. Things are different. Regardless, we, we don't need to say it. We talked about it the last time we made an episode. We had our little bonus episode go out. Might have another little bonus episode go out. We'll see. I feel like we never know what's coming out when we record these, but yeah, that's the magic of it, right? If you know constantly what content's going to be coming out, then you're not going to be no, like, you know, you're not going to be pleasantly surprised. Yeah, why well, give the listeners a schedule on how to stay up to date with us and <laughs> when to expect things when we could just randomly drop uh, stuff on them and make them wonder when they're going to ever hear from well, us again? That's the, that's the charm of social media, Nick. I can just hop onto Twitter and be like, hey. This is coming out on this date. I don't have to say it in this episode. You're asking where's where's the news? We're going to tell you where where's where's the news is. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, I mean, I think it's appropriate to sort of uh, catch everyone up. I mean, I know where you guys have been, but uh, not everyone else does. So, Garrett, why don't we start with you? How did you get back in this seat today? You say that like... A- I would have done anything. We were all trapped inside. Well, what'd you do you when you were trapped like inside? like he was fired and then he had to sell his soul to the devil <laughs> to be allowed back into the radio room. I, I mean, I'm not going to say that I didn't do that. Uh, I had to uh, hunt down a couple leprechauns devil. to actually get back in here. Uh, I had to take their luck, liquefy it, and then spray it like holy water around the radio room door. I had to pay $20,000 of tuition out of a student grant. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at my student loans. Anyways, uh, it's my senior year here at RMU, so I did a lot of, like, 
soul searching, thinking about what I'm going to do as soon as I get out of here. Um, completely changed those plans for a third time. And uh, now we're just kind of rolling. Garrett actually uh, meditated in India during that, that soul searching experience. Uh, it was more like I got angry, watched Netflix, and then uh, got angry again. Oh, man. Miscommunication. Talk about it. Jeez. Uh, Nick, what about you, man? What was the question? What have you been up to? I mean, I, I sort of have the gist. I live. I live. Every day. In the moment? I'll put my mask on so this tour doesn't get the wrong idea. Yeah. Um, listen, man. This summer is a time. Is a time. Good times, bad times. Both. I know I've had my share. The the uh, the camping trip was exquisite. It was divine. Shout out to John for putting on a great camping trip. That was probably one of the highlights of my summer. Um, aside from that, though, man, I mean, a lot more bad than good. I mean, yeah. I had a mysterious stomach ailment that just turned out to be low vitamin D. Because that causes symptoms of irritable bowel syndrome, I found out. Well, and, I mean, that makes sense. And though. so Everyone's I started taking inside. my vitamin D pin, uh, pill again, and it was fine. It's been but fine ever since. Vitamin D is the sun, right? I think so. I, I'm going I'm to Google it. I, I feel like an idiot not knowing Well, I've this, had but... low vitamin D since, like, my health problems. That's always been, like, a level that was low in me. So Combine that with being a redhead. Um, yeah. And aside from that, I went to war with old people. And I started another podcast for the Stranded Sports Podcast Network called Have an Opinion. That's a lot. It's almost like Where's the News, but it's not Where's the News. In the sense that we talk about movies, TV, and music. It's basically only an arts and entertainment podcast. And then we have some sports. There's never any really big news discussions unless it's something crazy. Uh, And it's a lot less structured than this is, I'd say. We just kind of talk about whatever we want to talk about. You know, Nick, I'm not going to lie. Like, when you first pitched, uh, have an opinion to me. Because we, we played Xbox all summer together. So I had a gist of what Nick was doing, um, but not a full picture. Uh, when you first pitched it to me, I was like, man, that sounds an awful lot like, where's the news? And, you know, it it hurt my heart. Oh. It was like watching my girlfriend cheat on me. You know, it's it oh, stung. Oh, God. But uh, it wasn't. You know, Nick is still committed to where's the news. And uh, have an opinion. I enjoyed it. I'm not going to lie to you. I don't listen religiously. No, I... I I failed you as a friend in that aspect. It was mostly something... Well, Kyle, one of my best friends, and I always wanted to do a podcast. And I got to say, sorry to interrupt you, but if there's anyone I'd want you to cheat on me with, it would be Kyle. Oh, thank you. Kyle's a great man. Thank you. And essentially it was, what do we both like? And we have a lot of similar tastes in music and movies. And uh, that was really what we wanted to do. And then sports almost takes a back seat. Uh, mostly that's only even included just so our friends might tune in and listen to the other parts too. I mean, not every episode's the same. We did, we talked about like TV or movies, which one did we like better? We've talked about, we did a whole episode talking about the camping trip we did with Big John. And then we talked about how COVID impacted our summer. And, you know, there's been other episodes where we do a movie review and an album review and like, quickly talk about sports or something. I mean, it's different. And I think now that we got comfortable with it, obviously we're on a break now, but when we get back for Thanksgiving and or home for November and December, maybe sooner even, uh, hopefully not though. I think that'll be very, I think it will grow. And I'm kind of in the process right now of building a podcast studio in my basement. 
uh, we finally moved our pool table out of the basement. So now we have a whole like wall and my goal is to hang up some stuff. Uh, I have a table now. I have all the necessary equipment and I have some new desk decorations. Thanks to big John for the early birthday present of the Dale Earnhardt senior Funko pop. <laughs> uh, so I mean, I think I'm very much excited for that. Uh, hopefully I'm not living at home like a few years from now, but it kind of sucks in the regard that I'm finally building this like podcast studio that I've wanted to do for like four years in my basement. And it's probably the closest I am to moving out of my actual home. Bittersweet. Yeah. But I mean, it's fun. This is fun. It is. Podcasting is fun. Yeah. So, so what, what I'm going to say here is, I mean, while you guys spent your summer doing your things, I was... I was working at FedEx and Walmart, trying to raise enough money to go on a tour around the world in search of the news. I wanted to, you know, walk through the fields of Vietnam searching for news. So you went to Walmart instead. I wanted to <laughs> look from the top of Mount Everest just for a single scrap of news. And uh, unfortunately, college came a knocking on the door and I said, oh man, I'm not going to be able to tour the entire world within two weeks because I have to move back in for the century retreat. So now we have to look for news the old-fashioned way, which is what brought us in here today. Wait wait a minute. You were going to... Let's let's unpack that very (laughs) briefly. You were going to take a tour of the world. So rather than buying a plane ticket and doing it, what did you do? What did you do? I worked at FedEx and Walmart to raise the money. What did you spend it on? Tell us, John. We have a mean-looking apartment. I'll leave it at that. Funko... We have like two Funko Pops in the apartment. Yeah, but I've seen two the, of which are mine. I've seen the wall. We have three. I have two. I didn't buy any any other ones this summer. Those are the only two I bought. You have a then you don't have an addiction. I buy a cup of iced coffee at least three times a week. You don't have an addiction. You're a real addict. All right, topic boy. Why don't you start us off on the topics? Then you're all excited for them. So let's start off with a pretty big topic. It's been in national news, and uh, in all honesty, it, for the people who are listening, they probably will recognize the name TikTok. Ooh! TikTok, TikTok, Cleeps, clocks keep on ticking. Look, all TikTok, I'm going to say is... TikTok, TikTok, clocks <laughs> everywhere. All I'm going to say, right, as a 20-year-old adult, um, you either have one of two reactions when you hear TikTok. I hate it. It's either, ooh, a big, a big old cringe, or you're like, dude, I love TikTok. And you start quoting it. And it's even if that's love, ironically, you know, I'm okay with that. But there's no in the middle. There are no moderate TikTok adults. Well, speaking of unmoderate TikTok adults, why don't we talk about the United <laughs> States government going, <laughs> no TikTok for you. So, uh it happened a while ago. People, we I think we broke the news of it on Where's the News whenever it first was being hinted at, but I'll have to go back and actually check for that. But the U.S. government said that TikTok should be banned because they were mining U.S. data. However... Doesn't Facebook do that? Oh, yeah. Trust me. I mean, everything does that we'll, to we'll, some extent. We'll get into that because I, ha- I have some choice thoughts on uh, the people trying to do this. But they said it needs to be banned, and then a little bit more time passed, and they're like, you need to sell it. 
you need to sell your company. And that's how we got to where we are now. Uh, TikTok agreed that they would fully sell their company by a certain date, but that date is quickly approaching, and they are like, listen, we don't want to sell the whole thing. So according to the Wall Street Journal, uh, the company who owns TikTok, ByteDance, is negotiating to keep a partial stock in the company while still meeting the demands of President Trump's executive order to, and I quote, sell it to a very American company. Sears. Sell it to Sears. No, Harley Davidson. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, both of those are pretty American countries. Well, I mean... Or uh, companies, I should say. Well, some of the companies who potentially wanted to buy it were Microsoft and Walmart, which, trust me, Walmart's pretty American, if you ask no, me. No, Walmart's pretty evil, all right? Like, those are the two... Walmart's the Soviet Union of companies. Jeez. Don't fire me. I'm, I plan on coming back in the summer and for winter break. But those are the two companies who kind of showed interest in buying it. But it's so... This is just such a strange story that's kind of developed because... Isn't this illegal? Is it not illegal to go, you need to sell your company. The federal government said that you should sell it to an American company or else we're going to get rid of it. Goodbye. I mean, I mean, I don't think there's a law saying you can't, but that's also everything that Republicans hate. And the Republican president signed the executive order for it. I, I mean, I can't answer that question, you got. I don't know if that's illegal or not. Yeah, I, don't, I, I, don't, I haven't taken the bar exam. But to play devil's advocate. Or the LSAT, excuse me. <laughs> To, to play devil's advocate with you here a little bit, I mean... To play devil's advocate? I don't patronize me. Um, it, Trump's a businessman, right? Not so he would probably one. know if this was like... What would you, you say? He's not a very good one whenever it comes to negotiating, as we found out. But regardless, um, it would still... I, I feel like he would know if this was a screaming, obvious crime. It just... It seems... Illegal. I don't. I don't know enough about business law and U.S. law. If he can say, because they could see it as a national security threat. At right. which point they have, because of the way that bills are set up in the government, if you try to question a national defense bill, you're a communist or you're anti-American. So people just don't do it, and that's how they get a lot of like strange laws passed. But they keep claiming it's a threat to national security and so many other companies it, they say it's, yeah. i feel like steal your data well yeah it, they steal as much if not less than facebook because facebook which i didn't understand like i haven't read about this because i don't give a damn about tiktok apparently but i'm the only one who how knows. many how many companies use our data I can sit here right now and talk about Birdseed. In a and half Birdseed's going to be on every Google ad I talk about without ever searching it on an app. And our listeners will now be getting ads for Birdseed. That's okay. Well, like, yeah. that's okay to happen, but TikTok can't. I hate TikTok. So like, good, good riddance. Get out of here. <laughs> Cue up Billy Joe Armstrong from Green Day singing Time of Your Life. But, I mean, I don't know. I just feel like it's... Something fishy sounds like it's going on there to me. And again, I don't know everything. That fishy smell. That well, yeah, smells. look at something like... Uh, no, it's that, that smelly, smelly smell. That smell, 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 smelly. A lot of smelly quotes today. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, uh, it is very much like... Look at something like Google Analytics. Anytime you click on something, you watch a video, you do this. They're compiling all this data on you and building a profile so that they can sell things to you. 
if they go off of my TikTok history, they're going to have a really strange, like, they're going to think, like, you know, uh, I'm trying to think of an example that's, like, PG for the listeners, but, like, my TikTok is just pure, unadulterated chaos. At one point, some dude just, like, shot a hot dog out of his mouth. <laughs> like, that that's just what happens on TikTok. Like, there's two, there's the two sides of TikTok. The one that's, like, Oh, you know, it's people dancing, and you know, you listen to the music. You're like, oh, that's uh, Charlie D'Amelio or whatever her name is, and like, there's people, celebrities and stuff. Uh, first of all, what data are you getting from that? You know, oh, they like Chris Rock. I don't know, is Chris Rock on? Um, what? Uh, I don't know what. I meant to. Say, I don't right think now. Chris Rock would ever. Stoop I meant to, to the say. Level of TikTok. I didn't know if Chris Brown was on. Uh, TikTok. How about Howie Mandel's TikToks? Shoe stuff. Oh, yeah. And Gilbert Godfrey's on there. Um, Dr. Phil's on there. And he had, like, the ones that come through my side where I see Dr. Phil's on there is like, I need y'all to stop calling me daddy. <laughs> and, like, <laughs> I hate TikTok so bad. Yeah. I can't, like, I, I don't like it. You know, Garrett, I, I never. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I, 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 this is completely just taking us way off course, but I hate it. I hate everything about it. Why do you hate it? Is some of it funny and, like, amusing? Absolutely. But I feel like the majority of TikTokers are under the impression that they're really talented because they can lip-sync a song. Do you know what we did in our talent show in fifth grade? We had a lip-syncing competition. <laughs> and we could do it in fifth grade. You being 20 and lip-syncing a song that you know the words by heart to is not that impressive. And, like... and then people think that because they have this a bunch of clout on TikTok that that makes them worth something in society. And I don't like that note. And that you can similar say, to podcast hosts. You you can say, uh, well, don't you think that you're important because you're doing this podcast? Don't think you're important because you or doesn't the same thing fall under influencers uh, such as YouTubers and whatnot? I mean, yeah, that's a fair argument. But to me, TikTokers, I don't think. But you say it's like a lower tier of that. It's a lower culture. tier, I'd say. Okay, I can I can see that point. I I, I, I that's honestly how I feel, and I. I, and I don't think even any of us think that we're more important. Everything I say on any podcast I do is I'm not saying this like this is the gospel and you should listen right. to me. Like I enjoy doing this and I enjoy like maybe maybe getting some people to think about stuff once in a while. Right. And I enjoy talking about subjects with my friends that I care about. And that's why I do what we do. It's nothing about me going, I'm more important and I'm right, so listen to me. And I feel like YouTubers might have that ideology as well. But I've watched a lot of very fair level-headed YouTubers that aren't like Logan and Jake Paul that are spewing nonsense on 12-year-olds and trying them to buy their Maverick merchandise and whatnot. They're not Joe Rogan. Like Eddie Burback and Drew Gooden, who I watch, are very funny. They're very well-done videos. And I never see them online going, Yo, like, hey, hey, I'm going to go prank my buddy and light fire and throw it at him and then laugh in his face or something stupid like that sorry you already have to edit something out um <laughs> I, I know how to do the tone now oh good but like i don't know to me tiktok's just so weird and most of it's like the kids are underage they're like 15 and 16 now you see and the, why why are we acting like those people i want to be him <laughs> he lip syncs so. Oh my! I want to dance horribly and lip sync. Look at that douchey high school kid with the with the fade in his hair and the six pack abs and the Ray Ban. But it's not actually a six pack. He's just really skinny and kind of lean, so it looks like he's. Oh my! Guys, I'm I'm right here. 
<laughs> you, nobody thinks you have a six-pack. I don't six get pack, it. Jordan. I don't get <laughs> it at all. Maybe a six-pack of yingling. <laughs> Anyways, um, now, you see, I'll raise a counterpoint. Go ahead. So you have those people on there and these, like, influencers, and, you know, they have bots like their videos, but there's also people who are like, you know, I just want to go through and see these dances. I want to simulate these dances. I think the dance culture on TikTok ruined everything else for me because some stuff on there is cool. Also, my one roommate last year watching them full volume on the couch for two hours at a time really made me hate the app. Oh, yeah, and, I mean, there's plenty of reason to find issue with TikTok, but... That's not like the side that were like I ended up on. Like, it kind of tailors that whole, you know, it, it's not helping the whole data mining argument, but that's how apps work: is they find out what you like and give you more of it. So now I just get horrible, horrible, messed up content. Like, you know, the same kind of stuff you would get on Vine, just on TikTok, and that's what a lot of people kind of flocked to it for. Was this is a lot like Vine. You know, everyone liked it. There was all these, like, jokes on it. And, you know, you all have these community jokes. It's easier to use because you can use different audios. Like, oh, somebody used a clip of, uh, I don't know. Where's the news? Yeah, where's the news? So I'm going to make another clip with it and put my own style on it. And then, uh, like, there's people who are just like, I'm going to make drink videos. Like, I'm going to show you how to make cocktails. Like, stuff like that. Like, it, that just kind of becomes popular on there and those people like consistently interact and they're like level-headed it's the people who are like we need to put charlie d'amelio in spider-man who are definitely the issues i don't even know who that is i never thought that i don't be either a, uh she's that one that's yeah, have you seen the homicide uh, I, frankly, where she goes okay I'm, boomer? frankly i'm sorry but i don't care <laughs> like not a disrespect for you but i just might disinterest of tiktok I don't care who she is, dude. I'm never going to pay attention to it. I, I just know because, like, it's my job to know arts and entertainment. Now, if she goes out I there. I have one use, and it's on this podcast. And uh... <laughs> If she goes out there and blows up the moon, that's a different story. I don't know uh-huh. who she oh, is. She went from, like, teenage girl to <laughs> suddenly, like. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. Until she does something remarkable. Dr. Evil. Until she does something remarkable, I don't care who she is. Anyways. Um, yeah, I never thought there'd be a time where Garrett would be more with the. With the, the times, times yeah. I. I mean, I, I think only the dance culture in the stupid, I think I'm talented because I can do this dance and that is my whole personality. I don't much care for that. But everything else, like if it's a well-edited, well-put-together thing, like cool. That's actually like something that's going to take talent for you to, you know, clip it together and, you know, you know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I get what you're saying. Uh, and, and, you know, this is why people are seeing it as kind of like, a non-issue but there's a political side to this and that's why people keep bringing attention to it originally on tiktok uh there was the one trump rally where he got very angry because a lot of people signed up and then they didn't show up and then on twitter and tiktok they're like good job guys and then people verified that they got tickets they all organized on TikTok and surprisingly J-pop Twitter and they reserved tickets and then nobody went to the rally and he kind of looked like a buffoon. And, you know, there's that kind of like, it's a bunch of youth on that app. It's people in their like early 20s, high school kids, you know, just people who are going to be voting in this election. And Trump is very much hitting on the only app that you can't do an election ad on 
because I believe it's either Chinese law. It's their personal policy, but I think it kind of adheres to Chinese law where you can't just put political ads on it. They're like, we don't want to do it. You know, they didn't talk about Beijing and how things were happening there and people criticized them for that and they criticized him. You can't do political ads. What do you mean? But that's the only app that he can't touch. Biden can't touch it. Whoever's running for the Green Party, I don't know. You can't sell ads on there. And there's a lot of people going, is that why he's targeting it? Is that why the federal government wants it so that they can put ads on it? It's just kind of suspicious that I'd raise that point. A little, a little, a little doobly do. I mean, I didn't know that. That's definitely news. Oh, yeah. I'd say that's some news. <laughs> it's just kind of sketchy, everything considered. Like, this app with people dancing, what data are they actually mining? Because... It, you'd have to give access on your iPhone. What are they getting from me? And there, if you have it on a government phone, why do you have that on your government phone? Right. Like, Facebook has more of my data than TikTok does. I had TikTok for like a year. I've had Facebook for eight years. Oh, God, I'm old. But uh, I, I thought that would be an interesting topic to bring up. We got some nice conversations. We understand that Nick now hates TikTok. I learned something today, Garrett. I truly did. Let's talk about some other ends in arts and entertainment. I don't I want to talk about this. You. All right, so we're just going to move on then. No, go Nick ahead. Want to talk about it? Go ahead. Me? No, that's my thing. Oh, I'm supposed to sing. New season, new jokes, Nick. Ah, oh, whatever. John does the singing now. Garrett, <laughs> just introduce the topic. You know what isn't getting a new season? Walking Dead and keeping up with the Kardashians. What? Okay, this is huge right too easily of some of the most culturally impactful shows on television coming to an end and you know what frankly i'm gonna say it it's about time i hated the walking dead I, okay i loved the walking dead then i hated it and then i just sort of felt tired of it you know Dude, what i mean the walking dead I... ruined zombie films and like created this zombie game appeal in video games. It, the way it had an impact on culture made people sick of zombies. But State of Decay is a great game, though, and I'll fight for that for a very long oh, time. Oh, yeah, trust me. There's some good games that came out. Left 4 Dead 2, Last of Us. I just... Where was I even on Walking Dead? I think I started... the. I think I finished the prison series. Yes. Season. Yes. And I heard it went downhill from there. I think but personally. But by that point, you can finish that point in a second. Yeah. I just want to make sure I don't forget that. Yeah. By that point, though, I already felt tired. Right. And uh, that's still apparently when the show was still good. There's I, just so much. And I'm like, what, what, you know, what, what, what more can they do? Like, I'm tired of them killing zombies. And, okay, yeah, there's a bunch of crappy people in the world when there's a zombie apocalypse. And they got to stay alive. Cool. I don't know. I was just bored of it by then. Personally, for me, I think the last that I was really invested into The Walking Dead was when they wrapped up the, the prisoner and the governor and, and that's that segment of the show. But I think the reason that that show had such a heavy impact was because, I mean, the first couple seasons, man, they were phenomenal. Season one is great. They, like, they, they had fantastic source material. I, I still think that the comics were expertly written. And... Uh, I'm glad that series lasted as long as it did, but I also think it's important that it ended when it did. Um, 
regardless, like, it was a good show. And it had the right to have the impact that it did. But after so long, I agree with Nick, it started to feel repetitive and it gained such huge following that it felt like the show that was so popular for taking chances in this horror zombie genre no longer took chances that kept it engaging and kept it interesting. And you have these fantastic characters that you were just killing because, I mean, AMC is a horrible corporation to work for. Uh, Look that up if you're interested. But they were firing uh, cast members all the time because of, uh, you know, just disputes they were having. So the show really just took a sour turn. And it should have ended a long time ago, I think. Or at least it should have had different direction, different writing. I I don't know. It just... It had so much potential, and it just wasn't acted on. So I'm glad that it's done, because I don't want to see something that I once cared about just, you know, just continuing to be beaten after it's dead. You want to know what I don't care about and I'm happy is ending? What? Keeping up with the Kardashians. Yeah, I mean, I never watched a single episode. I'm not going to lie to you. Talk about, you know what, Nick was on this thing about, you know, people thinking they're important because they're popular on TikTok. Imagine giving one of those people a show. Just because they have a tape with Ray J. I, uh, I watched it. Oh, you did? When I had cancer, I was looking for shows. The Ray J tape or the <laughs> Keeping Up with the Kardashians? Both. But let me tell you, when I was sick, they always had Keeping Up with the Kardashians on. And they showed them in order. And I thought it was hysterical. I loved, at the time, Bruce Jenner. And Scott Disick, I thought were hysterical. Uh, and I thought they were worth watching the show because of them. And so I watched it for a bit. And then it was like, okay, this is then, then the women would talk. And that might, that's going to sound completely sexist Ooh, or something. Like that. Oh, man, God. that what? came off so bad. I know you didn't mean it to. <laughs> I said that I didn't, I didn't mean for it to come off sexist because obviously they're smart. Right, right. Like there's a reason they're business moguls. Okay, and like I respect what they did. Like they took their one chance at fame and they completely ran with it. But they just come off as so dumb in normal social situations. Kim loses her earring in the ocean and starts crying, like aggressively <laughs> crying. And I'm like, why do people like think they can relate to these people? We might, we can well, probably that, edit out that one comment. No, no, I think it's fine. Cause I, I didn't mean it's no, obvious no, no. what you meant. Yeah, I, I didn't mean it in a way like I hate when women talk. I meant it in a way of. <laughs> I hate how they right, right. I hate how people try to latch onto them yeah. in a sense of I relate to these people. Right, right. Because any normal interaction they have, when they try to relate to you, I'm like, you're upset over that? But so we had to get great value brand cereal this week <laughs> and you're crying that you lost your earring in the ocean? <laughs> what? My question is though, do you think people watch it because they related to them, or do you think that people watched it because it's just so ludicrous? I don't even think it was ludicrous after I'm going to sit here and I'm going to laugh at her losing Listen, her there's, earring. There's more ludicrous shows. Like, the shows that didn't succeed as well are things like, uh, what's the one show? Is it The Osbournes, where it's just Ozzy? I love The Osbournes. Ozzy just wanders around, and they put up a camera, and he, like they take him somewhere, and he's like, I don't want to walk. <laughs> like, it... <laughs> That show's infinitely more entertaining. I think it's just that people go in, they look for the drama, they latch onto it because they're bored. Interesting. You know, it's almost with both of these shows. Whenever both of these shows came out, 
there wasn't a whole lot to talk about. Like, Walking Dead was, oh, my God, they look at what they do. They go against the grain. They go against the formula. Well, And then Game of Thrones did it a little better. Yeah. Well, I want to say two first. things really yeah. quick. I feel like Walking Dead, like, the whole this TV episode could be a mini-movie kind of deal was still new, and that's how a lot of their episodes felt. They felt like you were watching, like, a mini-movie every time you turned on the TV. My other point is um, the Golden Girls reboot with an all-black cast. Mm -hmm. That's very intriguing to me because I like Tracy Ellis Ross because I watched Blackish when it started, and now mm -hmm. I don't watch like any current TV shows other than This Is Us when I absolutely have to in terms of like network TV, sitcom-y kind of deals. Um, I just think that's a very interesting concept. I'm very excited to actually see what they do with that. Not like I sat down and loved Betty White and the Golden Girls, but I think... It, There's no shame in that. No, no. I, no good, I, I never watched it. I, that's not me being like a sarcastic. I never, I never right, watched yeah. that show. But I think any time that... You can, and they're definitely going to touch on stuff, which I think is good, because over this summer I had a very big Nirvana like moment of like, I don't know if Nirvana was the right. I had like a Nirvana sense of like realizing like, holy crap, there are so many hateful people in the world still. Welcome and to Walmart. one thing I like about Blackish well, I mean... that other people I'm closely affiliated with hate about it, and stopped watching it over is that they made it they made it political by touching on racism and stuff. I hope there's more shows that touch on real life problems because that I think when you can incorporate that into a sitcom, even I think that's what makes like the best television when you can do it in almost like a family friendly way where it's still serious, but there's also some lightheartedness too. that way instead of like, Oh my God, they're just shoving an agenda on me, which racism shouldn't be an agenda. Um, but somehow it's you, become you one. You should just like other people and not criticize people based on, you know, yeah. skin color. And I think that any kind of show like that that can have an impact, especially from a different angle, I'm all for that. So I'm very excited to see what happens there. So I guess to sort of wrap up this topic, we can say, you know, out with Ooh. the old shows. God bless them. Let's stop keeping with up with the Kardashians and start looking for change. <laughs> that was inspiration from Garrett Roberts. <laughs> I really hate keeping up with the Kardashians. Uh, the final... A and E topic that I we'll have. We'll have to be brief with this one. Uh, we're going to be very brief. Uh, they got rid of Garfield's Nightmare and replaced it with uh, Kenny Woods. It's the new old mill. Um, for those of you who may be outside of Pittsburgh listening and aren't as familiar with... Like Nick's never been to Kennywood. You've never been to Kennywood, Nick? I hate... I think we made this discovery on the show. I hate amusement parks. Nick, we're taking you to Kennywood. I have no We've desire. had this conversation before. He's I going. hate heights. I have no desire to go to Kennywood. Yeah, we'll and I, and I, have, oh. I have horrible motion sickness, and we're taking you to Kennywood. We're I just, don't care. I'm going to get off the... Oh, and then he's going to be like, I don't like the heights. It'll be a fun trip, and we'll record it for the Where's the News YouTube channel. Regardless, you were saying. You were... Yes, but uh, they released some pictures of what the inside of it looks like. Um, it kind Does of it look like bright neon-y and kind of like a comic strip and kind of cool because it's just like these big you know, pieces of art that are Garfield-styled? Um. John, there's a skeleton. Oh, wait. Oh, my God. It's actually sick. Oh, okay. I'm not going to lie to you guys. I came into this episode ready to tear this decision apart because I knew nothing about the old mill and just wanted to have some weird nostalgic rant about Garfield's nightmare. But that picture Garrett just showed me was kind of rad. Yeah, so um, 
uh, I'll link the article in the podcast description. You guys listening can check it out um, as you listen. But uh, it's kind of just Garfield's nightmare, but with skeletons. And I, for those of you who aren't aware, um, I am very big into skeletons in art and like pop culture. I think skeletons are cool. It's just you know my aesthetic. Uh, but this is like very neon, bright, and popping. There's skeletons everywhere. Um, it's it's reminiscent. They in, the design for this was inspired by the original Old Mill, but they realized that the original Old Mill was kind of stinky. Not that I'm gonna say Garfield's Nightmare was the uh, peak of ride design. Don't you talk that way about Garfield's Nightmare? Garfield's Nightmare was always a dude. Listen, all right. Whenever you were at Kennywood, there's always that part of the day where it was getting scorching hot and you're like, I don't want to go on a water. Because there's always, every time you go to the, the, the amusement park, there's always that one person that's like, oh, I don't want to go on a water ride. So you're like, fine. What do we do to get out of the heat? You go grab something to eat. Then you're like, oh, I don't want to ride anything crazy. You know where you go? You go to Garfield's Nightmare. You hop on that little cruising boat. You go see what that goofy cat's up to. It was a nice, relaxing ride. Now, you say that, but I'm going to read a... This is from uh, the Pittsburgh Magazine piece. They got a inside tour of it, and they were able to see it. I, I believe they did, or else these are just pictures provided by the park. Um, the Kennywood pitches also included another character. So the Old Mill will follow Harold through, like, a day of mischief, as they put it. It's like a skeleton cowboy just causing chaos in Kennywood. The Kennywood pitches also included another character, a skunk sidekick. That led in turn to one of the ride's new centerpieces. What if he was robbing a bank with a skunk, someone proposed. Then the floodgates opened for the puns. You mean, like a stink-up? And if that isn't your humor, John... (laughs) That's kind of (laughs) awesome. See? I mean, it looks nice. I'm going to miss Garfield's Nightmare, because Garfield's Nightmare was just... That kind of, like, weird thing that, like, everybody in Pittsburgh knew. I mean, I guess, yeah. Like, people would go, did you guys know there's an amusement park out there, like, with Garfield in, like, a haunted house boat ride? And you would hear, (laughs) yeah, it's called Kennywood. (laughs) But, I mean, I guess, uh, so I guess what you could say is that, like, I mean, the ride's still going to be similar. So I guess my complaints of, like, having that place to go after dinner is is still, you know, going to be there. But, uh, I mean, I don't know. I'm open-minded to it after seeing those pictures, but there's something charming about Garfield. Yeah, and then you get off of that and you go on the steel curtain. No, the steel curtain's further back in the park now. I'm Whatever. Good. What Kennywood rides, they all kind of suck. Garfield's Nightmare was okay. No, dude. All the Kennywood rides are awesome. Every Yinzer's going to hate me, but no, they're would, not. Not awesome, but they're they're good. You think Kennywood's great? Go to Disney World and you'll be a lot more. What about Walt I Myers? have more fun at Kennywood than I have at Disney, but that's a conversation for another day, and we need to move on to Waldemir. sports. Let's move on Waldemir. to sports guys. Do you know what uh do you know what rhymes with Waldemir, Nick? Ryan Chazier. You're right, it does. <laughs> oh, God. Boom! Sports talk time. In the burg. Shut up. <laughs> Ryan Chazier retired after, I don't know if we could call it a comeback attempt. Uh, that just sounded very rude, but that was not my intent. Um, 
Ryan Chazier, obviously, that very serious spinal injury. Didn't think he'd even walk again. He's been walking for, I believe, a couple years now. Uh, his goal was always ultimately to come back and play NFL football again. Uh, that's officially now, at least for the time, looking like it's not going to happen as earlier this week. Uh, well, it would be last week when this goes up. Um, he officially retired from the NFL. Uh, I hope one day he becomes a coach, a scout, a something, especially within the Steelers organization. Uh, obviously, I keep saying obviously, um, to even for him to be walking again is nothing short of a miracle after what happened to him. And even though he didn't end up with that ultimate goal of playing another down of NFL football, I think it's still one of the best sports stories you can have that he's even walking. Right. He's a big influence in the Pittsburgh community in terms of showing up to Penguins games. Uh, I don't know if he's ever been to Pirates games because I don't think they've been in a meaningful game since his injuries even happened <laughs> that they needed. But, I mean, he's been a great, almost like an ambassador for the community and, like, representing the Steel City. And I think that's something we can all appreciate. And whatever he chooses to do next, I think the Black and Gold Nation will uh, we'll definitely be behind him because for him to go through that and then want to suit up again for the Steelers, I think everyone can respect – everyone liked that. That Absolutely. meme, that fallout meme, it says everyone liked that at oh. the bottom. <laughs> um, everyone liked that. Everyone liked Ryan Chazier. Uh, I'll continue to like him for a very long time. I got that reference. Thank you. I was hoping you would, Alpha. And I just really hope in some way, as I just said, that he can – be some way a representative of the team and the community for the very long time into the future. I think that, and this might be a bold statement, but for me personally, I would hold him to the esteem of people like Andrew McCutcheon and, you know, I mean, even James Harrison, right? You know, he well, his heart was in Pittsburgh, and he had well, a lot well, of respect well, even, even after he well, left. Was okay. I, I remember a lot of people praising him. No, okay, Andrew McCutcheon and James Harrison aren't on the same playing field. Scratch James Harrison. Andrew McCutcheon's son is named Steel. <laughs> Scratch James Harrison, all right? Steel McCutcheon? I've changed my like... mind. I have changed my mind. I think mind. it's Steel. Regardless, Ryan Shazier, I think I would put him up with Andrew McCutcheon's level. I often think of him uh, when I think of Cam Hayward as well, someone who does a lot for the community and just overall a pretty good guy. Um, I, I think he's he's going to be one of the, uh, the city legends, if you will, because th- right. that story is remarkable. I mean, no, the story itself is like what you think of when you think of Pittsburgh. He, you know, completely knocked down, and he literally gets up in this sense and is able to walk again after there was some speculation that he wouldn't be able to walk again. When he was first shown walking, I think it was – I can't remember the year, but it was the draft, right? Yeah, they walked yeah, out for the he, draft. That was – uh, that was easily – That was powerful. Yeah, exactly. It was just, that might have been the volumes. same draft they drafted James Conner. I think it was. I don't think he didn't announce the pick. He did not announce no, James no, no, Conner. No, but but I just remember that that shot of him walking out, and it was it was impactful. Yeah, yeah. Chiefs and Texans last night. NFL season's back. Uh without making things too political and too. It's so hard not to. It. it my whole thing has been: I want people to like me for my whole life i've wanted people to like me um and everything's so politicized now it's impossible to 
uh, have even if you give a great explanation it would be impossible for people to still be like okay i respect where you're coming from and that's what's wrong with america right now is nobody wants to see where the other side is coming from and no one wants to meet in the middle or listen to each other everyone wants to blow smoke out of their own you know what um so the texans and chiefs played yesterday uh, I believe it was 15,000 fans were permitted in Arrowhead Stadium in Kansas City. And they linked arms in a moment of unity, they called it. Everything going on in the United States right now. And keep in mind, uh, and again, my opinions have changed vastly over where I was when Kaepernick was first kneeling to now. Uh, it's amazing what you can do when all of the schools and people you're surrounded by aren't constantly filling you up with nonsense of stuff and you can actually think independently. It's a very great feeling to have, and I'm very unapologetic for where I stand now on it. Um, when Kaepernick initially knelt, and you two might even disagree with where I'm at here, uh, I dare you to say it on public radio, um, you know, when he first knelt, it was, how dare he disrespect the flag? How dare he disrespect the troops? And I, t- until now, I could see how maybe the troops would find that disrespectful. I, I can see. But, I, I can see how they might. But like, no, I under. I think if they, if anyone bothered to listen, he would understand. Hey, there's racial problems going on in the country. Yeah. But everyone tried to make it about he's disrespecting the troops. Forget everything else going on. He's disrespecting the military. Oh my God, how dare he disrespect the military? Why is he doing this during NFL football game? Oh my God. Um, and no one wanted to sit down and go. Oh, he's doing it because. In 2016, for I think that was probably around the time of Ferguson, uh, and a couple other. Hey, that was Ferguson around there, right? I don't remember. Trayvon Martin had. Was, it's, see, and that's the thing. The Trayvon, fact that I can't sit here and tell you exactly which yeah. one of it is shows you. And how Trayvon Martin was killed in what 2012? I was in middle school when Trayvon Martin was killed. So all that stuff, regardless of the circumstances, all, all of these cases, there's really no need to put this many bullets in unarmed African Americans. There's never a case for a police officer to put eight, nine shots into people that don't really pose a threat. And you can say they're grabbing a weapon or something, then shoot them once in, like, the leg or something. You should not be shooting to kill every time you shoot. And you can disagree with me, and that's great. Regardless, um, I respect what police officers do. There's no way that can be an easy job. And I don't think... The, but I but I don't think that, and this has just gotten super political now. Watch <laughs> me never get a job because of this. Um, I don't think you can just say, well, let's wean out the racist cops. Because there's no chance in hell you can just successfully right, what are you gonna do? Wean, take a pretest? Make them, it's, it's make them take a test they can easily right. lie on? Well, it's the same as, you know, get rid of the people on the assembly line who aren't doing their work right. Or get rid of the journalist who keeps... Yeah. A, like, a journalist who's not using credible sources so again it it's gonna happen and it's sometimes that's down to the training you know maybe in a certain area they're told they're told don't shoot for the leg shoot for the head and that could be a perfectly normal thing for them right and then once it happens people go you can't do that and they go well that's why i was trained right and so and again you might say sports guy why are you talking about this because I never thought about it before. And I'm ashamed of who I was up until a year ago now in terms of these kind of social justice issues. And I completely mean that when I say that. But there's no reason at all 
to shoot people eight times. I don't care what they've done. You don't need to do... And maybe some of these people have been criminals in the past and done shady things. You don't need to shoot them eight times. And it doesn't matter who's at the opposite end of that. Yeah. And if anything, why are they trained to do that? Why are they doing that? And most, in most of these cases that are recent, too, it's minor crimes and people end up dead. It doesn't matter what the record is. Like, I... And do they know this when they're shooting them? I'll say that somebody that I was talking to mentioned, you know, oh, well, if did you see that person's record? Like, they were previously, like, they did this and this, and they were a horrible person. Yeah, but they committed a minor crime So the, the police sh- should shoot them eight times? Yeah, I mean... That's what I... Like, I understand... Like, you want to shoot them in a the knee so they can't run away, and maybe, like, they're out of range of your taser or something... Fine. But I don't understand the let me shoot a man in the chest or the back or the head like numerous times so I can feel really mighty and and no, I just I, I, I wanna clarify. I don't think you're saying that in the instance where a cop is, you know, w- when their life is in danger. I'm not that saying they if they're in a shootout that right, they shouldn't exactly. be shooting to I just wanted to clarify. If you're that. in a shootout <laughs> with a crazy person and they're trying to kill you and you happen to kill them, okay. Because they're trying to kill you. If you're doing a traffic stop and you find out the guy's been arrested on possession and then he like reaches for something and you start plowing bullets into his chest, that's where I take an issue. And again, I respect cops. I know cops. I know a police chief. Okay? Like, I'm not like every cop is a terrible human being and we must get rid of police everywhere. That's not what I'm saying. cab. And not to be like, there are good cops, but there are good cops. There's cops. There was a cop in Erie that went viral because he started playing basketball with a couple of kids that were African American, and people were like, "Wow, like look at this. This KDK, is really cool." Uh, shared a story the other day because one thing that stands out to me as someone who's you know practicing journalism in college is a lot of people say, "Well, the media doesn't want you to see this. The media doesn't want you to see the good stuff." Um, so it's, it's this stood out to me in my memory. Katie K just shared a couple images of a of a cop just helping a a family change a tire on the side of the road. Yeah. It's there. Right. There's always going to be good people and there's yeah. always going to be bad people. And obviously the bad is blown up more in the media too. Garrett and I went to uh, a protest in Coriopolis and uh, around the time that, you know, the, the George Floyd death was very fresh. And we were just there to cover it for Century. And there were cops, you know, hugging the protesters and stuff. It was, it, it's there, right? Right. There's always going to be love within people. Yeah. And I guess to sort of tie this back to the story um, and why this story is disgusting. Yeah, I was about to bring bring it back to the football. Don't worry. Um, From what I've gathered. Well, I didn't even say what happened yet. Oh, yeah. Okay. So So, take it away. So keep in mind, that's what Kaepernick was protesting. That's what he was protesting. Um, And so the main complaint was how dare he disrespect the troops and the flag, yada, yada, yada. So yesterday... They all link arms on the field. The Texans and Chiefs, everybody was linking arms. And 15,000 people booed them. It was audible. You could hear them booing. Which leads me to the point, at what point is it not about the flag anymore? You just don't want to admit that there's a racial problem in the country. And even more so, you don't want to have it addressed. And let me add this. I didn't watch the game. I was working at Colonial Sports Center. 
so I didn't get the chance to see this. Um, I actually I, did watch it live. I'm looking up on this now, so guys, correct me if I'm wrong. But this was a moment of silence. Yes, the national a of silence anthem was too. not playing, and there were some cheers. Right, there were some, but the boos were much louder. Because right. I'm assuming, never mind. <laughs> but the, the no national anthem. Uh, from the clips that I've been watching, there was the national anthem. Well, I I, I get that. They but did what in this moment. They did. They did. I can't think of what the song's called. They did the black national anthem. Okay. Um, I was told I didn't see that part. I was told both teams were in the locker room for that. Okay. The Chiefs came out. They did the anthem. They all stood except for one guy, I think. And I, again, correct me if I'm wrong, I think both guys next to him had their hands on his shoulders. Everybody else uh, was standing. The late, the girls that sang it had shirts on for uh, George Floyd. And, oh, my God, I can't think of the other guy's name now. That were both killed over the summer uh, over the poli- uh, from, you know, the police. Um and then after that, the Texans came out and they did the arm link thing. But yeah. my main point is, are we just going to act like this isn't a problem here? Are we going to act like racism's not still a problem in America? Well, one of the main things that I always see get brought up, and you'll see it on like more right-leaning stuff, is always this person is an athlete or they're an actor or anything they shouldn't be sharing their opinions generally it's more of a left thing to kind of go look this person's rallying for this i say that as a centrist i have right-leaning beliefs i have left-leaning beliefs. no yeah and again i i i think of my i'm registered independent now i don't register independent so i can pick the lesser of the two evils in the democratic party but hey uh, that seems to have not worked this time hey hey we'll get to that in another podcast but, yeah, I do think that it's a lot of the people saying athletes shouldn't be doing this, you know, and that's their defense of this. But these are people who are living through this. And, you know, the majority of athletes are African-American. Look at m- most of the big stars. You know, it's they. this is their life, and they are trying to show this is something important to me. It should be important to you. We need to change this. But they're like, ah, I don't think they should do that because they're an athlete. That doesn't make them stop being people. And if you don't want to address it, well, too bad. You know, it's not like it's something that doesn't affect you. It should affect you. So um, what I'm – I'm going to read off CNN what, what I'm discovering. Uh, the visiting Texans were not on the field for Lift Every Voice and Sing. That's the black national anthem. Um and the national anthem while the Chiefs remained on the field for both. The boos began after the Texans returned to the field to join the Chiefs during a moment of silence and a show of unity. Quote, please join us in a moment of silence dedicated to the ongoing fight for equality in our country. Uh, that's the announcer. And it said that boos lasted about five to ten seconds. They could be heard from the crowd as the Chiefs linked arms and the Texans made their way to the middle of the field to join them. It also makes the point that it's unclear if the fans were booing the Texans for not being on the field for the national anthem or if the boos were directed at the moment of unity. And I can understand how you could view it that way. And I would also add the point, right, that fans could have just been booing the Texans, right? Yes. So and I, and I'm not dismissing. No, no, there, I, there were no, definitely there's, there's ten different ways you could take exactly. those boos. There's right. ten different ways you could take those boos. But when they ask for a moment of silence, 
for that specific reason? Right. Don't you think they should stop just booing, and boo, you're the Texans, boo, you're the Texans? And that's the heart of it. And that's the problem, because we don't know if they were booing because they were the Texans or if they were booing that they weren't for the anthem or if they were booing because they didn't like what was going on. But what it boils down to is it should have been silent. Yeah, and I mean, then you go on Twitter. The cesspool, that's Twitter. And oh, it's God, all. Don't even get me started on the Twitter. And just uh, from this, everyone's go that that anyone who just listens, that's a hardcore <laughs> like you know political followers. We, I didn't know Nick was such a hardcore liberal. liberal. Oh my God! And that's not it. I just don't think racism really. Oh, and I don't think racism should be a thing in 2020. Like that, trust that, me, you that's say, it. You say something like, "Hey, you know, maybe things should be scaled back a little bit." You know, you're so far right leaning. You're alt right. No, and that's what I you, hate. And the, we can talk about this. You think that people shouldn't be shot multiple times unarmed for you know being different than somebody else? Oh, you're a liberal. You're we can a have a, we can have a four hour episode today about why I hate America right now, and that's the root of it. Is that you have one ideology that goes against one of the political parties, and everyone from that party is like, "You're a no good conservative, you bastard," or it's a. You're a no-good liberal. How dare you hate this great nation founded by our founding fathers, George Washington, John Adams, Thomas Jefferson. Like, settle down. It's, mean, not, it's not a horrible thing to respect where the other side's coming from, especially when racism is somehow a Democratic-Republican thing. I mean, I'm hey, No, 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 I'm not done yet. Oh, 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 God. let me talk about Twitter enough. You go on Twitter, and all it is is... People that are too old to be on Twitter to begin with, probably saying things that put their own jobs in jeopardy, going, I don't watch this sporting event to see politics. Oh, my goodness, how dare they do that? I don't like seeing millionaires acting like they're being oppressed. They're not doing it because they feel oppressed, okay? I know I read someone from the Clippers the other day, the Los Angeles Clippers, say, he got pulled over by a cop, and the cop was a dick to him, and then the cop got his license and realized who he was and came back and was the nicest person ever to him. So, yes, it still can affect them. Mm-hmm. The odds of making it to the NFL are 0.09%. They're kneeling. They're saluting. Saluting was not something they're doing. They're linking arms for the 99-plus percent of black people that aren't in the NFL that are facing these problems on a regular basis. Maybe some of them have experience with it. And yes, maybe they are millionaires, so they don't have to deal with it as much. But I like to think that they're doing all this for the 99-plus percent of African Americans that might have to deal with this on an everyday basis and have missed opportunities because of the color of their skin. Yeah, I And mean, if you disagree with me on that, I really don't give a damn. I mean, look at... We were in class yesterday, and a student said something that like just really kind of drove that point home. When asked what he wanted to do with his life, what makes him tick, what he wants to do with his job, he said, I want to help people who look like me and don't have the chance to, like, achieve what they want to do. Right. It's not about that one person. It's not about, you know, has, like, this – I can't even name an athlete right now, so I'm really sorry. Sidney Crosby. (laughs) Yes. No. Um, That's the only athlete I actually think I know. It's not about the individual athlete. It's about the people who don't have a voice. Right. And I don't know why that's hard to understand. Moving on. (laughs) I just want to say. uh, Full stop. (laughs) Definitely a conversation that could go on forever. Right. And uh, 
we're not gonna we're not gonna solve it here on where's the news. But, no, you know, I just you, don't understand how hard it is to love everybody. Right. That's that's basically what Nick took the words right out of my mouth. That's all you need to do. Keep that in mind. Nick, do you have anything else in sports, or can we toss it over to news? Oh, we can go to news. All right. So, I had a couple stories picked out. Um, I think what we're going to do, though, is I'm going to toss a curveball at you guys. While it's still fresh. I'm not ready for this. (laughs) Um... We were on our way here. I had my my little paper of news articles and topics with me. But as we were walking here, we, we passed a group of students on the volleyball courts of Robert Morris University. Uh, yeah, uh, don't get me started on the volleyball courts. We, um, you want another hour on this podcast about how stupid it is in like 60 degree weather? Like I'm wearing a hoodie and somebody's out there shirtless like, yeah, bro, let's play some volleyball. <laughs> I want to say, um, Robert Morris University is doing its best to keep students safe. Hmm. However, we have some, you know, mild criticisms of the COVID regulations so far. So I think that for news, we should discuss our experiences with the COVID regulations we've been living through on campus. Oh, no. You want me to... You see, this is, one, this is one of those things. Uh, I'll, I'll start here. Okay. Once again, we just had this conversation about race in America, and, you know, somebody's going to go, you're liberal, you're conservative, and they'll just go off. The same thing is happening with masks and stuff on campus. And naturally, I mean, the election's coming up. Everything's going to be politicized. Yeah, I mean, and we're guilty of that, too. We're For tra- sure. We're trying to connect the election to people's lives. That's a journalist's job. You're going to see it. Don't criticize them for that unless it's for something stupid. Like, let's politicize this stool. I, You know what? It's not hard enough, so that means it isn't a ro- strong Republican. Get out there in the fields. Did Clint Eastwood do that? What? I just remember Clint Eastwood talking to a chair. I remember a clip of him at the RNC or something like that, talking to a chair. Anyways, it doesn't matter. Um, regardless, when we start this conversation, I want it to be clear that this is coming from college students experiencing it and that not every policy to be safe is always smart boneless college is what this is boneless college is such a great description of this i want to say um also before we move into this uh it's it's a very politicized year as we mentioned uh one thing we're going to do on the show is and this is the reason i mentioned the reasons of booing in the last subject uh we want to try to Demonstrate both sides here, right? Yeah. We're journalists. It's what we're going to do. So uh, you're going to hear both sides, but this particular is just going to be our personal experiences since we've moved in. Yeah, and to add one final note, like one final disclaimer just before somebody tries to, like, sue us. <laughs> I see you reviewing the footage, Mr. Lawyer Man. <laughs> um, what Jack can they sue O'Brien. us for? I don't know. We're not doctors. Don't take what we're saying as 100% being the truth either because in all honesty maybe we're wrong maybe this is the perfect medical way to do it but some of the regulations we're going to talk about are pretty a goofy, stupid a goofy oh they're looking at me okay <laughs> a boneless college <laughs> uh, yeah, boneless yeah. college 
Um, listen, I was the biggest advocate of get me back to campus. Okay? We all were. All three of us. All three of us were get me back to campus. I miss the freedom. I met, John lived in freedom, so he couldn't have missed it too much. <laughs> you know, uh-huh. I, we all miss it. We all want to be back doing what we want to do, blah, 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 blah. I knew there'd be some repercussions. Well, not repercussions, but. Regulations. Regulations when we returned. I heard a lot of other schools where you can't go to other dorms. I say, doesn't matter at all to me because everyone I live, I care about is literally on my floor, the floor below me. To add some context, Garrett and I are in an apartment together. Literally two rooms down the hallway Nick lives. And we have some friends who live in the floor below us. And but the everyone females is in the that same for building. some reason choose to hang out with us live in the floor below us directly under John's apartment with Garrett. Right. Oh, yeah. Menaces. And so... <laughs> I was like, cool, that's not going to matter at all then. Right. And every other school is essentially doing that. We're that, all touching the same door handle to get yeah, into our apartment. We're all, watching, we're all walking into the same building. All touching the same laundry. Touching the same crap. Right. And we get here, and keep in mind, we signed all these all these paperwork, paperworks, all this paperwork saying we'll abide to the rule, the room capacities. We never agreed to any sorts of like uh, repercussions for breaking these rules. We said, we like, well, they we signed something that was like, it said that. You, I'll see if I can find the email. So while you guys are just it was something it. along the lines of like, we. You I, can be expelled if you're not. Well, there was that a was later in the game. There was essentially like a warning system, like yeah. a, we catch you once, slap on the wrist. We catch you twice, fine. We catch you three times, you have to get reviewed and might get kicked out. Yeah, you go so through we, student conduct. So then we've been here for. A couple days, we a week basically, because we all moved in early, and the Friday before classes start, they send out. Even if you live in the same building as people, you can't go to their apartment. Which keep in mind, touching the same crap. We're all touching the same things. Add on top of being two doors away from each other, me, Nick, and John have the same classes. Yeah, we're around each other for where's the news. We're, we're around each other as friends. Yeah. And so that's like, okay, so we can't even have one or two people come and hang out in our apartment legally, which to me makes no sense. And again, I understand the athletics brings money to the school. They're allowed to practice. They're allowed to do whatever together. Greek life, again, Greek life's a great opportunity from my friends that are in Greek life. Uh, It's a great opportunity. They've said that it's an amazing experience. That's not for me. But I'm not going to sit here and crap on their experience. No, I will criticize that in a little bit. But go ahead. There, they've been have. We saw like 20 people under the gazebo with no masks on for a photo shoot. Perfectly fine. Uh, the volleyball courts, numerous nights. I'm not saying that's perfectly fine. Apparently, that's perfectly fine. Uh, volleyball courts, almost every night, you can find people with no masks. Some are socially distant on the court. Sometimes it's so crowded you can't be. Fine. I've never seen anybody breaking that up. Um, a matter of fact, um, and again, it can't be perfect. If you review the police records for the university, most times they'll say they're an organized team. It's fine, right? And do we have a volleyball team at Robert Morris? Women's. We have a women's team. They're pretty good. Aren't they? Yeah, they're pretty yeah, good. Yeah, they're very good. They're yeah. very talented. I'm not. I'm not seeing a whole lot of women on that field. It's usually guys in like no shirts Hawaiian shirts. And or again, no shirts. I don't want right, to come listen. off as I don't want people to have fun at college. S- side side rant, right? 
No, hang on. I want a side rant before your side okay. rant. Okay, and I want a side rant before your side <laughs> rant. Why, why did we fill out these social pod forms that were going to put us in groups of 10 people or so that we could go to each other's apartments and stuff, only to get here, never hear anything about it again, and now, now it's assumed that our social pod is literally the people we live with, and that's it. But I can go to class with these two. We can eat food together. I don't think that's even supposed to be a thing we do. We eat food together. We have class together. We're in the same groups. But I legally, I've been around them. I was around them in the summer to an extent. I can't legally go sit on their couch and watch a movie with them. And let well, it be known. At some point, you have to say, you know what? Let them take the chance. Let and, it be known, right? Uh, I mean... You have to have regulations, and we understand that. I spent all summer uh, enforcing, you know, COVID, uh, enforcing a mask policy at Walmart. Uh, the fields of Vietnam. <laughs> that, that would, that, like, it's something we talked about all summer. We're aware that these are necessary, and they need to be done. Anytime that I was with Nick over the summer, you know, we were in regular communication knowing where the other had been, right? You know, knowing that the other had been, either you know at walmart they were taking my temperature every day they were checking me for uh symptoms and things like that i knew i was fine nick was uh, isolating at home things of that nature so it's not like we're just three idiots right our whole friend group's not stupid because we hang out with each other right that's literally it i may or may not be a little bit stupid but not when it comes to covid exactly so the point i'm trying to make is we're not just sitting here to whine that we can't party and things are different we from what we're used party. to. We don't party. The worst we do is have movie night once in a while, <laughs> back yeah, in the old we're days. We're a real rowdy bunch. We have a movie night. And, ag uh, and again, it's not like you can say the same for every group of friends here. But Some people might not be doing it right, and so I'm not saying they should be specifically catering for us. No. But I think to an extent, I mean, well, how can't we legally have two people over in our apartment, even socially distant, that don't live there? But we can be in the same building, touching the same doorknobs, go to the same classes, have the same club activities together. That's all okay. But the minute we're in a building, whoa. And as Nick said, this isn't us complaining that they're not catering to us because we can't be the only students in this situation. No, there's 4,500. Well, not, not everyone's here. There's around 3,800s, my guess. <laughs> other students. I'd say that's a fair guess. That are dealing with the same crap. So... A little side comment before I get into my what I wanted to say um, about that whole doorknob thing. Um, I have actually found out that there is a woman who comes around our apartment building, Concord, and don't actually is. Oh, don't tell them where we live. Oh, oh no, they'll find us. All the crazy. Where's the news fans like Ian? Uh, yeah, <laughs> you got your shout out. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> they actually come by and they are scrubbing our doorknobs. And I find that kind of funny because I mean, I'm it's like, smart. who's trying to break into my apartment? And I open the door and there's, I just spray bottle with a rag. Uh, okay. But I want to get into a point that Nick kind of mentioned earlier with the Greek life and say why, you know, they have all these regulations, but they're still not doing stuff right. Okay. Let's hear your criticism. So they said, if you are in Greek life, you should be able to interact with the people in your fraternity, sorority. Uh, I don't know if there's a gender neutral term for one that accepts gender neutral people, but 
you have these people all interacting. They interact with other fraternities and sororities. Like a couple members will be like, oh, yeah, you know, that's my roommate. We're in separate houses. But you know what? We interact with the same groups. 80% of RMU's campus is involved in Greek life. 80%. 80%. That Where did you find that number? I w- we were told that in a meeting earlier. Today. Yes, a member okay. of I don't Greek know life. if I believe that number, to be completely honest um, with you. I it's actually pretty accurate. Uh, it is roughly 80%. It may be down due to this year. Now, I'm not doubting that because I know there's a lot of Greek life organizations here, but you're telling me with all the sports teams and then people that aren't in it, that's still 80% of people well, are in Greek life. I mean – could you consider SCJ Greek life? No, it, no? Okay. it means like in the Panhellenic, I'm pretty sure. Because if you look at the report card, you look at all that stuff and compare it to our campus size, I would say 80%. I don't know if that's the most accurate number. We definitely have over half of campus okay. involved in Greek life. I believe that. We'll that's use that as reasonable. our starting point. Okay. So you have these few outliers interacting in these two big groups. What happens when one person gets it and then, you know, it just spreads to two groups and it spreads to the whole group because they're allowed to hang out with each other and they have classes with people. You know, this is not like saying that you can do whatever you want, run free with this social group isn't a smart idea because then every that's more cases that would get it. I never got a social pod form. I could never fill it out. I would have put, you know, my social pod and I would have hanged I would have been with those people. I know like five people on campus who I enjoy talking to most times. Two of them are here. Yeah, two of them that are I here. hope. Uh, oh, there's one in the room. Nick is in the room. <laughs> uh but yeah, it's you have this large group on campus that's essentially told you can run free, but make sure you follow the guidelines. So they go and they play volleyball. Maybe it's a fraternity versus a sorority. They're like, let's play volleyball. Well, it's an organized game, so that's fine. If you look at the police blotter, there's a lot of COVID calls. A lot of people going there breaking the rules. A lot of them are also, oh, you know, they, they were a fine group. You know, we all, we, they're all in the same fraternity, they said. Is that the excuse I can use when Nick's over? Is a, oh, yeah, he's a member of... Uh, Alpha, Kappa, Alpha, Beta. <laughs> That's A cab in Greek. <laughs> I can't stand you. <laughs> but it's one of those things where, you know, you have all these people interacting without mask, doing all this stuff. It's not smart. And then it's not smart to say you can't have people over because then people are going to sneak people over. Look at the police blotter again. There's people hanging out on roofs, and they have to come in and go, oh, you better not do that. And then they find, like, three people and haul them off to student life. Right. It's just – it's getting a bit ridiculous. It's – My – Hypochondriacs is what I would say. Just but, Justifiably to an extent. Yeah. And, you know, you have to be careful. Like, I approve of wearing masks in class. You know, that's a good thing. But then there's things like, oh – but outside, it doesn't count. Yeah, that's – I – my biggest criticism uh, towards RMU's current COVID regulations is this. We – students have seen, you know, pretty strict guidelines. Um, we're only allowed to meet certain areas, as we've discussed already. And 
we're experiencing that while we're here. But when I go to the cafeteria, a place where all the students at one point or another probably stopped throughout their day to eat, I turn around and there's a tour coming through the calf. And this was when I really started to think about these criticisms. But I, I started to think, I don't know where these kids have been. I was told before I came on campus through emails, through various social media videos, that I had to be at home quarantining for two weeks. Are these are these tours coming through where I'm eating, quarantining for two weeks before they're here? And I have to be slightly annoyed because, well, why do you want to bring these students in? Those students are going to pay you next year, right? So where does the line of student safety to possible income, where does it lay? Uh, that's called capitalism, and we're not going to get into that conversation. As <laughs> uh, a matter of fact, a tour went by during the As, as we're doing. I don't know where they've been. They're wearing masks, sure. But, I mean, just because they're wearing a mask doesn't mean they don't have COVID. Now, we've heard three points of view. We all kind of think it's kind of stupid. They're doing too much and then not enough in other places. Now, I'm going to play devil's advocate. Okay, good. That's, I, I want to see things. both sides. Do it. For as stupid as we've been doing it, we have five positive cases. Well, I have as, as of the time. I, I have the, the dashboard pulled up. The total number of cases in Robert Morris University since August twenty first, twenty twenty, is of, five. As of uh, September eleventh at four forty four. Correct. Uh, five total. Um, currently, there is one student in isolation. The dashboard reads, individuals in isolation have tested positive for COVID-19. In quarantine, you have 17 students and one employee. The dashboard again reads, individuals in quarantine have shown symptoms and are awaiting test results or have been exposed to an infected person. So, so does that mean if we're not exposed to someone showing symptoms during one of these, these busts, we're okay? I don't know. <laughs> I think that is what it means. But so, yeah, those are the numbers. That's how the numbers break down. Now compare that to colleges like Absolutely. West Virginia, yes. Pitt. Our numbers, even if you do the ratios, are a lot better. A matter of fact. Pays to go to a boring school. <laughs> <laughs> um, one of my friends goes down to West Virginia. And he's been texting me because it's just gone off the deep end. It started whenever they opened the bars, and all the students went, bro, I could use a beer. I have friends that, you know, they've, they go to University of Pitt. They go to Slippery Rock. I've seen multiple Snapchat stories of large Slippery Rock parties. I've had roommates who go to – or friends who go to Pitt whose roommates have tested positive, and they're all quarantined. Like, and it's, it's so different here. Yeah, it, it started with partying at these schools, and then it goes to, okay, we're locking you down, then we're going to online. Right now, the city of Morgantown is under, like, curfew hours, and people are locked down to certain parts of the city. It is gone off the deep end in the bad way. They didn't cancel football this weekend. Ugh. It's going to be a hotbed in, like – more students on their campus have COVID-19 than there are cases in Pennsylvania. That's terrifying. Well, I don't know if it's cases in all of Pennsylvania. I know it's more than Allegheny. 
because Allegheny Township's actually doing quite well. Um, so yes, as Garrett mentions, uh, I mean it's paying off, but at the same time, I think all students want to see. Speaking on our behalf, and I believe, I mean, through most of our friends, as as like a sample of RMU students, I think all students are asking for is some consistency in the regulations. Clear that up. Maybe adjust your communication to students a little better. Don't send threatening emails saying we're going to get kicked off right away <laughs> if we get caught It's, it's like a rule. good cake. Something we never agreed to. It's like a good cake. You can have all the icing. You can have all the right ingredients. But without a good consistency, it's going to crumble. And I think to demonstrate this conversation, Nick, you should uh, you should tell the story of, of our dinner yesterday. Re- just briefly. I don't want- should, should I or should we just gloss it there up? There we were. There I was. We were eating outside, me, Big John, and my girlfriend, Kayla. Two shout-outs in one episode. Believe it or not, I've hung out with Kayla (laughs) and haven't been socially distant, mostly because I hung out with her numerous times over the summer. And, uh, you know, we're we're comfortable, and we're being smart about it. And obviously I'm not expecting them to bend rules because I'm smart about it, and so is my girlfriend and friends. Um. So we were sitting outside at a table, eating food, masks off as you would expect if we were eating. And a cop stops at the stop sign, gets out of his car, walks across the street to us, and goes, "You guys, uh, it's you're eating, I know, and you have your masks off, but uh, you need to be six feet apart because your masks are off." And we all kind of looked at each other. I don't think in like a dumbfounded way, but like a "What the heck is he serious?" kind of way. And he goes, I'm sorry, rules are rules, and just walks away. Uh, Three other tables had people outside as well. Two people were sharing earphones. None of them were talked to, only us. He gets in his car and drives away. But the biggest kicker out of of that situation for me was walking back to campus, or to our our apartment, and uh, we passed the, the infamous volleyball court. And it's packed with people just... Playing volleyball. And there's people sitting no at masks. a table with no masks. I go to the gym with a mask on. Jonah, our f- roommate and friend, goes to the gym and lifts with a mask on. It's not that hard. I, and you don't, you're not getting that winded playing beach volleyball and yelling at your good pal Jim from down the sidewalk. And, you know, it's one of these things like, oh, you know, it's a college campus. You can't moderate it. There is so much just strange on this campus anymore because people want to break the rules and they can't. A good friend of ours, uh, I won't name any names, may or may not have been smoking pork. Like, he was smoking pork on campus. Not socially distancing there. They were smoking pork and then tearing it apart. And then, like, an RMU coach drove by and went, that's cool. And then he just drove away, like, you have to get creative with how pe- you're hanging out because, like, you mentioned, oh, you're supposed to hang out in these designated spots. S- some of the spots they mentioned don't exist. They said hang out in the Concord common rooms. We don't have common rooms. There's no common rooms in that dorm. And they wonder why things are the way they are. Right. So, I completely understand saying no parties. Yeah, I, I get it. I don't think there should be eight to ten people in an apartment building. I get it. But to not allow maybe two extra people in there, 
in your own social pod, right. if that ever happens, that's a little preposterous to me. And again, I'm not saying please change all the rules for me because we're the only ones doing things right. I'm sure there are a lot of people being smart about it. But I can promise you, I haven't high-fived, I haven't even elbow-bumped anybody that I'm not seeing on a regular basis because I'm not being a stupid idiot about it. This is a very long-winded way of us saying that we miss Nick and hope he could come over for a movie <laughs> night. All I'm asking, right? I just want to watch the outlaw <laughs> Josie Wales with Nick Hederick. I asked two things, okay? The first one, don't interrupt my Wheatley burrito bowl to yell at me. Well, not yell at me. He was a very nice police officer. I give him that. Uh, but to, to give us a little slap on the wrists, when the volleyball court is having the purge, and also, I just ask that, you know, if you're one of those people on the volleyball court, I'm going to have a heart-to-heart with you right now. Nick and Garrett aren't there right now. This is just me and you. Between me and you, volleyball court, man. Garrett's muting the mic of Nick and Nick and himself. Um, when you're out there, let me tell you something. It's September. The weather's getting real low. Not, not quite just super cold yet, but cold enough where it's not pushing 100 degrees. It's a, it's a nice, comfortable chili. So when I walk by, you know, the, the, the infamous volleyball courts, on my way back to the dorm at 10 o'clock, and it's probably hitting around 60, 70 degrees, anywhere in there, you know, a perfect temperature to have a shirt. All I ask is that you just have a shirt on. There's no one there that you're trying to impress. Now I understand, maybe you live on planet cool where the temperature is, you know, 50 degrees hotter than whatever I'm experiencing. But all I ask is that when you're on Earth, you know, Robert Morris University, just just keep your shirt on. No one there is impressed by you, right? Uh, you're not getting that hot tossing around the volleyball court and drinking beer out of your, your, your Yeti, all right? You're not impressing anyone. Stop doing it. Put a shirt on, okay? That and just make the COVID regulations a little more consistent. That, that's my biggest takeaway from today. All right. You, Garrett, that, that's all I got. That's all you got? That was kind of beautiful. I'm not going to lie. I, it really touched me on like an It needed to be said. All right. Well, uh, do we want to talk any other news topics, or do we want to get to what we're going to be doing this week? Because this is already a long Yeah, this podcast. is a hefty episode. Welcome back, gang. Jeez. We welcome you back by talking about racism <laughs> and pandemics. <laughs> what, a, what an upbeat episode. And TikTok. Uh, we did have a few position changes in terms of our journalistic work. Uh, <laughs> Let's not gloat about it. Let's just—I mean, we're cutting this. Out. I mean, mine didn't change. C- cut this out. <laughs> Garrett is now in charge of Sentry. He's our editor in chief, so he's no longer doing any, but he's still going to do any. Fearless leaders. Uh, Nick is now in charge of the RMU Colonial Sports Network website. Our fearless leader too. But uh, so he's no longer doing sports for Sentry, but he's you know overlooking the sports website. So in a way, he still is, and he's still going to do the topics for Where's the News. And I'm still the news editor. Uh, that that part has not changed. Not a leader. <laughs> so I guess. Uh, what was the order we used to go? I think it was you first, wasn't it, Garrett? Um, I it really shouldn't be, but I'll go first. All right. 
What do you want to know? What do you want to know? Huh? I don't know. What are you doing this week? Um, other than crying profusely because somebody put me in charge of managing things, uh, we got plenty of coming out of Century. We are trying to hit the ground running. You know, it's kind of hard to meet with COVID regulations, but we're a newsroom, and the news never sleeps. Uh, I'm going to be working on some stuff with John. You'll see maybe me writing something, him being the stand-up talent, you know, like a little power couple of Century. Uh, we're also working on some our A&E section's been doing pretty good. Uh, we're still getting out reviews. We're still getting out uh, Soma's sound bites. I'm actually really liking that column. Shout out to Zach Soma. Soma's not listening. In all honesty, I'm just helping manage the newsroom. I'm trying to help out wherever I'm needed. I have a couple A&E articles coming out. I want to watch the Fast and the Furious movies, but uh, John refuses to watch them with me. Uh, if you want him to watch them, put uh, hashtag BigFastJohn. <laughs> I hate that. Um, I'm also going to start my new column where I'm going to be talking about why you should care about certain things, certain properties. Uh, I think my first one's going to be why you should care about remakes and uh, the way that they're changing in 2020. It's a very unique trend going on right now. Uh, and then news-wise, I'm going to be working on COVID and, you know, all this stuff, election stuff, as it appears. Nick, what about you? I exist. He walks a lonely road. I mean, it's kind of hard. One. We're doing a he series called The Best Ever, where we talk about the best ever player, coach, season for every team. Aside from that, uh, Austin Bechtold will probably do 20 Bechtold's breakdowns by this weekend. And uh, I'm working on a piece about Coach Bernard Clark of the football team and why he's the man for the job as they make their change into the new conference, the Big South. And I'm writing an article on the top five Nickelback Guilty Pleasure songs. Nick out. All right. I guess that leaves me. Uh, probably just sort of spiraling off what Garrett said. I'm gonna Who be doing... cares what John's doing? <laughs> going to be writing COVID stuff. Uh, it's only a matter of time before we start writing election stuff. And uh, Garrett and I are just keeping our eyes peeled on the area right now. Other than that, We'll be giving you the news via this podcast, and we will see you next week.